Hello, everyone. My name is Joseph Holmes, a freelance culture critic for Religion Unplugged and podcast host of The Overthinkers. I am here to welcome you to the Religion Unplugged podcast, which is your regular plug-in for religion, news, and culture. We have with us today a very special guest. He is an actor, writer, and director who is the writer and director of the upcoming film uh, Between Mercy and Me, which is going to be in theaters June 20th. We are so happy to have Mr. Craig Lamar Brown here. Mr. Brown, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, thanks for having me, brother. Appreciate and we, act we actually uh, spoke before um, because uh, he was on my uh uh, the Overthinkers podcast. It was such a really such yeah. a fun time. So um, I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Awesome, cool. So for people, this is your first. Um, the, this movie is your first feature film that you have uh, directed and wrote. You uh, starred in God's Fool um, before. Uh, can you tell me first how did you get started in making movies? Was this something you wanted to do since you were a kid, or um, what got you on this path? Yeah, I've a, yeah, since a kid, like, I always had, like, an interest in um, movies. I just didn't really know, like, what it was or how to <laughs> get, yeah, you know, like, like, how do they pull all this together? I know they have a camera, um, but everything else is, like, I, I had no clue. Um, and I always had, like, an interest in acting, even um, mm. you, you, as a little kid and storytelling in general um but there's like no outlets uh i didn't have like a theater program at my high school even though i i love musicals i love theater i love just anything that helped tell a story and i know art music um have always been passions of mine um but not many outlets or training right um, so i think this was about four years ago now um uh, it's crazy uh i would my day job was a software engineer and I was working on a mobile streaming application wow. for um, a producer in LA. He was working on a film and he asked me to audition for like a really small role uh, on the film. Um, what's called that? The name of the movie is God's Fool. Uh, and as I auditioned, uh, he liked it. He said, hey, do you just want to play the lead role? I'm like, uh, yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah like three weeks later uh fly to new york uh then la to film uh god's fool and that was my first time on screen and yeah i i enjoyed i enjoyed it and uh in the midst of it, i realized like oh i actually um have a much deeper desire for uh creating and um just kind of where my brain was like naturally running mm. um as i was uh, you know, starting in the film, I had like so many more ideas around production and uh, like idea, like creative ideas. Uh, but I, w I wouldn't express those out loud because sure, I'm, sure, sure. Well, I'm, I'm just, you know, don't want to be a jerk. It's like, oh, like this is my yeah, first time on a film set. I know how you can do this better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, David Schultz is uh, is person who yeah, great uh, guy. Leo Schultz uh, uh, directed the film, and he's just. Uh, he, he's really good at what he does and right it's like there's no way but however I, I still have all of these ideas of like oh like i if we did this it will it can make this better and still me like 
you know, trying to learn to act and fumbling here. I had yep. some really good moments. I had some really awful moments. You sure, know? So, yeah. Uh, but uh, after that uh, experience, I, I loved it. I'm like, oh, man, like, this is really cool. And then there was, like, you know, a gap, uh, you know, me, you know, acting in films uh, because I was like, I, you know, either you had to move to New York and L.A. And I right. had, at the time, I had uh, three kids or... Yeah, me, yeah, three kids at the time. I have five now. Okay, yeah. So, so <laughs> well, you have more now than you did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but see, yeah, with three kids and like you know, doing the you know just uprooting life and moving to New York, I like that just wasn't not feasible. Yeah. Yeah, especially like uh, you know, I had a good career, uh, uh made a. Uh, a decent amount of money to you know pro, you know provide for the family so it's like that isn't in the cards now right. i know i would have to take a big setback in order to pursue this full time so i was like uh, no i'm and plus i just the passion for yeah. to continue acting was not there right. um i like it i enjoy it um um it, if, it doesn't you know, quite meet the opportunity cost of everything else yeah <laughs> exactly yeah so um yeah, after, uh, so after that, um, you know, the time of, you know, having the experience of, you know, starting my, uh, you know, first ever feature film, um, I, I definitely keep things going. Um, uh, and, and as I mentioned, there was a gap, but then eventually I started to think more like, you know, maybe I can just start, you know, writing, uh, just mm. writing um, and not, you know, having it going, just, just do it, just to uh, get it out of my system, right? Yeah. And uh, 2020, the whole George Floyd thing um, happened, and I just looked at how the world responded uh, to uh, what happened to him. Yes, uh, yeah. killed, and there was just like a lot of like you know uh, disconnects, especially within the church around like how how to talk about race in a healthy and productive way um and i'm like man like there this is terrible like everyone's social media's feed was just on fire yeah yes um, <laughs> and it was like if you're left-leaning um you had your ideas of like you know what happened and why if you're a right-leaning you you may have you know felt some way initially about the situation yeah. um yeah. And they're just like, oh my gosh, like this is this is terrible. Uh, yeah. Especially for like, the, and and the church just, I, I I feel like it was a really good time for the church to step in and be leaders, mm -hmm. but that wasn't the case. Uh, I don't, yeah. I don't think the church was equipped. I don't think the church, yeah. um, and I say the church, big C church, uh, Christians, uh, Christian church. Yes, it's yes, the the, the, lar the corporate body of yeah. Christ. Yes, <laughs> yeah. It's like guys, like we we missed this. We we picked sides. We picked left and we picked right, and you know it it didn't add anything um, yeah. to fight like what was happening. So let's talk about that. So the movie is a you know a Christian social racial drama. Um, and it called as we said between mercy and me so tell us give the um uh give the listeners a uh a, a brief synopsis of the movie and continue your story talking about like why uh you were inspired to tell this story and tell the story this way 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, really, I just took from what I saw, like in culture, like right. It's, I'm like, all right, well, here's what we have. We have the you know black community feeling um, misheard, uh, hmm. um, you know, not rep- represented in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, you know, there's a cry out of like, hey, like these things, not not that they happen all the time, but they do happen and there right. needs to be some adjustment to it. And then you have, um, and I'm, I'm using, these are very broad strokes. Oh yeah, uh, you're allowed to oversimplify, <laughs> yes. <laughs> for the sake of uh, like, communicate why, why the source of, and then I, I took the, you know, like me or, the white evangelical church um, response, uh, let's just say, like more of a conservative approach and not wanting to deal with it. It was either like nobody wants to talk about race or um, like it is what it is, uh, have personal responsibility. So I, I, so I took those two things. I'm like, all right, well, this is where we're at. Uh, we have anger. And frustration on one side, and we have uh, passivity on the other side. So, how do we fix this? And um, so, I, I so I, I took a black worship leader. I took a white worship leader. Uh, two leaders in the church um, to really like look at like perspective, right? Like, you know, that's I, I feel like in a lot of these conversations around race, like that's what we miss is perspective. If you don't have um, like good perspective of what it's like being a black male in the community, in, in a community, and having interactions with police, uh, like of course, like of course, it won't connect with you. Like, why this is a big issue? And if um, you're not a white person who grew up in a family who may have had some, let's just say, maybe some parents who struggled with mm-hmm. uh, being loving and accepting uh, to uh, black people, like those are very real things, and, that, and that's okay. It's, it's it's okay, but how do we get to a better place? So, like, just looking at like the complexities. Like, I'm a black man. I grew up in Detroit, inner city of Detroit. Um, also, my best friend's white. My wife is white. Hmm. Uh, so I know both worlds very yeah. very well. Um, and I wanted uh, the story to um, end with that, and especially like with music. Music is the one thing that I feel like, you know, we as as humanity um, mm-hmm. in general can connect to. Like there's so many, you know, you know, popular songs out there that, you know, we can all, I know the lyrics to. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Or, uh, or understand the rhythm and the beats. And, uh, and I feel like that would be a crucial part of help carrying the story because like nobody wants to sit down for an hour and a half and talk about uh, how you're slightly racist and how you need to be better. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a, that's a hard watch, right? Yeah. But, I mean, uh, any social drama, uh, regardless of the topic is gonna have yeah. that problem, mm-hmm. let alone what about race? Exactly, exactly. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, um, you know, that was kind of the motivator of the story and like what's happening in uh, between Mercy and Me. Like you'll you'll see both both sides and both reactions of both sides, but sure. also like uh, 
like how can we further the conversation instead of uh, yeah. just you know, going around in circles? Going around in circles all the time. Yeah. yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. So a couple things you mentioned a couple things in there. So what one of the things I I would say I love best about your movie watching it was that um that nuance and that complexity that is reflected in your movie that is typically not reflected in other, you know, uh conversations basically on any topic whatsoever nowadays, uh, particularly ones that get political. The protagonist, you know, has is growing up like with his father saying, "Oh, don't like, you know, relate to these people who are in your community because like they're, you know, they're the gangsters and they're they're the part of the gang and and you know, I knew his father and and he's not a good guy." And then of course, he talks uh, to the other person himself and is like well actually it's more complicated than that because Ooh. part of the reason i'm in this place right now is because of how you know your father treated my father and then of course Ooh. he talks to his father and he's like well it's actually more complicated than that and <laughs> that kind of you know whiplash of like oh anytime i want to find a place to condemn somebody else in a simple way and simply turn them to be an enemy you 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 get, um, you learn further. It's like, oh, it's more complicated yeah. than that. The church had an opportunity during the, you know, a George Floyd protests in 2020 um, to step in and offer a, let's say, an alternative model to having these conversations. Um, and they didn't do that. And that's been a frustration I've known for a lot of people um, mm -hmm. in general in cultural, political matters, but particularly in woundedness around um, race and racial conversations. I I know you're a you're a storyteller. You know you're not a sociologist or a, you know such. But <laughs> why do you think, at least reflected in your experience, the church has at least let's say not been leading the way on this? Whether or not you think it's behind culture in other ways, why do you think it's not been able to use its resources? Because you would think it would have. Why do you think, or at least, and why do your in your experience yeah. has this seemed to not um, been able to actualize that? Yeah, yeah, that's a question of the decade, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yes. yeah, it's um, oh my gosh, yeah, there's so many complexities to it. Um, unfortunately, there shouldn't be that many complexities. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but like, we we do it. So it's, I think. Largely, American Christianity in general is just very, very easy, and it's mm. comfortable. It's so easy and it's comfortable. Like we, I mean, like just think of like how easy it is for us to church shop right now. Like, yeah, yeah. actually, this yeah. this church fits what I need mm. to hear. And there's like, um, and not not that that's bad, but what happens is like you just lose diversity and that's just mm. what christianity is like it you know uh jesus says come to me all who are weary mm -hmm. uh, we're human we're broken we're therefore we're all weary right <laughs> like, <Yes. laughs> um, um so i'm weary i i can <laughs> say that yes <laughs> yeah yeah um so it's yeah so i i, I think comfort is a big issue of why um mm. like it hasn't been tackled because it's like we we're so used to hearing like uh you know going to places where we hear what we want to hear or mm. we like this uh style of preaching and teaching and you no know, sometimes and, and and it is what it is i don't think you can get away with that because 
sure, like sure. communication in general is uh like important like i mean some people like let's say like if you know you grew up in a very pentecostal black church sure. uh like you're you're used to some energy. You're not gonna maybe you're not gonna maybe like vibe with sort of a, a more uh you yeah. know a more Anglican sort of you know stuffy church like I grew up in. So it's yeah. it's not it's, yes. Or and you flip that, you know, think of uh you know uh you know a, a six-year-old white Susan uh <laughs> who lo- loves her choir and serves faithfully and loves right. Jesus and like that will be kind of culture shock convert. So it's like, there, yes, there's no way of getting away with that. But I think, um, and I think it's just the makeup of our country. Yeah, like what religion is, and um, and that's like, oh, uh, that's a, a whole, right, right, much broader, high level God come back sure, to sure. all conversation. But like, I think at, um, at the front, like that, that is the problem. Um, the church is divided uh and i use this word um i'm I'm not saying it in a very negatively aggressive way but is church right now in america is divided in general yeah yeah yeah. uh if if i if i if i I understand what you're saying correctly it's like yeah you have the church is not able to have these conversations because these conversations are you know, again, not using this in the inflammatory sense, but segregated by communities. And yeah, those communities they, are having their own conversations. It, yeah. And, and and the problem is, you know, again, people talk about this. There's an article in The Atlantic that's talked about, you know, the um, uh, family estrangement. That's because where, where people are becoming more and more sensitive to um, differences of opinion with their families, such that, you know, smaller and smaller slights are you know are 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 reason to not talk to each other anymore (laughs) and it's like you know because they're talking about the fact that you know it's like what's why is it we have more family estrangement now than we used to even though families aren't more abusive than they used to be it's like you know it's it's not you know we're not saying that there aren't abusive families but the level of estrangement versus abuse is is not makes sense and so and then, of course, you talk about this in, in the film industry. Like, again, we're, you know, we're both a part of these both worlds as Christians and filmmakers. They talk about this in the film industry that the film industry in some of the most is one of the most racially segregated industries that there is. And part of the reason is because in other industries, it's much more like, OK, we're looking for somebody who can do the job. Whereas mm-hmm. in the film industry, we're looking for somebody who we can do the job and we vibe with. And unfortunately, you vibe with people who have had similar upbringings to you, who've been, yeah. you know, are, are same kind of culture as you. And because of our history of, 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 you know, both, you know, benign and less benign uh, segregation in this country, there just is such that cultural divide yeah. um, in between churches as well of yeah. people who vibe with each other and there hasn't been the effort put in um, or at least, you know, the effort has not had the results we'd like to have to um, overcome that. So we're all having the same conversation. Is that an accurate way of, of uh, summarizing yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> that or, you know, and I think um, 
I think there will be a time where like, and, and, and that's kind of hope with this movie, right? That it will yeah. encourage like healthy conversations around like racial unity and like how we can, you know, all not just like do our part, but like how we can really like lock arms and um, like work together. Um, and yeah, but yeah, it's, and, and, and again, I, I think it's hard to get away from like, again, like you said, uh, really it's relating to someone else yeah yes why we had the segregation but uh i i think a lot of this is honestly on church leaders uh pastors Mm. and um and i think that's part of the reason why uh you know scripture is really um heavy on like like if you, you want to preach, you want to pastor, like you need to have your stuff together. Mm. <laughs> this isn't a easy, this isn't. And, and I think a lot of leaders have taken this seat to comfort, mm. uh, fame. Um, and unfortunately, like, like wealth, like it's sure. Uh, yeah. It's like, you have these things mixed in this. So it's like, why, why preach a sermon to a congregation full of mostly white conservatives who tithe faithfully about race hmm. or why teach a sermon to a black conversation who most maybe have, you know, those liberal, uh, sure. you know, textbook liberal views to say, Hey guys, we really need to not demonize hmm. all white people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or we need to be more loving we need to be more aggressive about like uh, we need to be patient when yeah. we are receiving you know sure. uh, racism you know so it's like you you say that people are like it's it's challenging and you you preach that message uh three or four times like you each each week you're you probably lose gonna lose some people or tithers and so yeah. it's so well, that's, <laughs> yeah. so that's one of the things. I mean, you I mean you, you do in the movie is you actually are probably the hardest, and I don't mean that in a bad way, on the pastors in 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 your movie. If you could pick like people who are you you hold you 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 um give the most flack to, and that makes sense. It's like okay, you guys have congregations, and you, you have people call them out. So you have guys have congregations. And you're not putting the effort in to overcome this uh, this segregation. We're not saying you guys maybe are racist yourselves or that, you know, it's anybody who's alive now's fault that this is happening. But there is a problem and you guys are not putting the work in to solve it. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's. uh and, and, and again, like again, I I I get it. Being a, if if I were a leader of a church, then that would be tough. Sure. Uh, yeah. for, for me, uh, which is why I'm not, you know. <laughs> yes. No, that's that's fair. That's fair. Now, so okay, so I was say, what um was the hardest thing about making this movie? And what was the most fun thing about making this movie? Um, this was hard to write because, like, I had to get it right. Like, I mm. had to make sure that it did what it needed to do in regards to uh, moving, um, you know, the viewer. Uh, I needed to make sure that yep. the, the 
characters uh, in the story uh, were relatable. Um, and also like having to um, um, make sure that like it was balanced as mm. well, uh, because if, you know, if I, if I spend an hour and a half like going in or and, like, hey, black people, we just need to be more patient mm. uh, with our white brothers and sisters, uh, I would lose all the black audience. Mm. I would black Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and and if I were if I were right the same way for white people, uh, you know, everyone's you know uh, ultra pro Trump and mm-hmm. MAGA yeah. country and conservatives. Like, <laughs> if I were to take that brunch, it's like I, I would lose everyone, right? Yeah. Um, so like uh, yeah, so I I had a lot of sleepless nights about. So yeah, it was it was hard. It's, it was a balancing act, and again, like I needed to make sure that I delivered and or um, you know balancing it and being truthful. Yeah. At the same time, yeah, uh, it was it was really it was extremely difficult, and making a movie in general is just oh yeah, uh, it's like a, impossible, <laughs> yeah. almost impossible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that was that was really. Uh, tricky <laughs> yeah and so what I was most yeah 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 <laughs> i mean no i mean you you put a movie together that that was that was graceful and honest and that's very difficult uh to do um what what was maybe the, the most fun thing about making the movie uh the music the music mm. part of it was just yeah overall just every um yeah that, that it was it was really fun. Um, I mean, I didn't I didn't write the music. I inspired it all. Is what sure. I tell people. Like I don't. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I didn't write it, but I inspired it. Uh, yeah. So it was it was just really. Um, let's talk about my favorite part of it because it's like okay, like all right, we got the story now. Like let's tell another story with the music hmm. and like. Um, one of the songs actually we just re- released uh, called Lost Without You. Um, mm. uh, some of the lyrics, uh, it's like, I'm growing weary in the desert. Uh, these days are dropped from my soul. A promise land, I'm trying to find it. Only you you know where to go. And I'm feeling mm. like Moses uh, leading your people. I need a pillar by day and a fire by night. And it's just talking about like how he's feeling like a he, he's a desert land. He's trying to mm. encourage community. Then on another side, he's still a black male, and you know, um, yeah, who still experiences, uh, you know, uh, racism, and mm-hmm. you know, watching the neighborhood, uh, you know, get gentrified, and so it's yeah. like, um, so just having being able to bring music and put it to like that story was really fun, but also like the collaboration of like everyone within the film. Um, Everyone was sold out for it. Uh, we didn't have millions of dollars to make it, uh, but people uh, were bought in and knew that we had something um, that could be great. Uh, yeah. So uh, just watching, and, and that was a that was a dream. That was probably my favorite part. That's how I envisioned it. I mean, like I was hopefully optimistic that it will turn out uh, that way. Yeah. And it, and it did. And it, I was I was really blessed by like everyone's. Um, uh, input uh, to the film, so yeah, yeah. No, that makes that makes sense. Um, now, have you f- felt like because you know we we're talking about how you're not feeling like the church has had these conversations well, and as part of what you're doing with this movie is trying to um, help 
give a model for having the conversation differently that both um that both you know white christians and black christians to do another oversimplification uh can uh get on board with at least say yes i feel represented enough in this conversation that i can enter into it um what have you um had experiences in your own life where you've been able to have these conversations with people to the degree that you um have felt like um uh you you've been able to experience that kind of progress being made um and um what and uh or is this kind of aspirational like you're putting this on the screen because you haven't uh, had this in your life and you're hoping it will be um tell us a little bit about that yeah yeah from my um like perspective it's uh like i'm an open book and i and and i'm pretty gracious in general in my conversations and um like i there, there's a lot of things i i lean heavily right on um, sure sure as a as a christian there's a lot, of, a lot of social things uh physical uh things as well uh where on paper i, I may maybe look more conservative sure. but, but also like i grew up in the inner city of detroit so like uh right right yeah um so like so it's honestly it's just so it's really easy for me to enter into uh, you know conversations with someone who's like struggling um, to understand why people are so upset hmm. about a death uh, uh, of a black male in you right. know uh, whatever city you know or right um, right right because you have that context yeah yeah and it's like oh I can explain and and because of like you know that context is is super, super helpful so yeah i mean these conversations um definitely come up um for me often and i'm, I'm happy to engage them so it's mm-hmm. uh <laughs> do you ever feel because there is an argument that is often made in these conversations particularly people in the sort of the um anti-racist sort of side of the um black community and the conversations around this that that's sort of an unfair burden to place on people of color to be the patient ones and to mm-hmm. be um be the gracious ones in the conversation of always having to be the one to step up and explain the experience of yeah. people of color and even to your conversation your your movie you're saying okay i, I want to have both sides represented fairly equally while still being honest it's like you know the response is okay but the conversation isn't equally people we aren't equally wrong or equally yeah. right <laughs> and, and yeah. so that's that itself is sort of a lie yeah. but you've talked a few times about how that's something that you feel is that at least very least you're called to do and the church is called to do to um take on that burden of being patient and such and then yeah. also that was something you wanted to do with the movie so can yeah. you explain to somebody who's kind of skeptical about that why yeah. um why you feel that that's the right thing to do so that's yeah that's a incredible question so um thank you <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, so balance all right so so with the movie um Again, I I, w- I wanted to present it with truth and grace, but also like if I'm going to talk about uh, race, I want to make sure that like you know again both sides 
here are shortcomings. Right. Right. Um, like the gospel is the equal opportunity offender. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. it goes in on like humans in general, right? So yeah. that's from a bar perspective. However, I don't think it's a secret that the movie so the movie is is called Between Mercy and Me. And the reason it's be called called Between Mercy and Me because it's from the perspective of Hugo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like you, um, and it's shaped as a white audience coming into a black man's world. Mm-hmm. Still, like you know, again, like so we we talk about balance, right? Yeah, like there is this. No matter what, like Christ. Uh, let's, let's look at Martin Luther King. I think he's a king. Yeah. Great example for this, right? Um, he was very uh, gracious and patient because he knew that in order to further his agenda, mm-hmm. that uh, violence and anger and outrage just was alone wasn't going to get it done. I think yeah. there's a time for outrage. I think sure. there's a time for anger. Um, but like, look at Martin Luther King. Like, if he would have just been enough, um, let's call him Malcolm X. Uh, 2.0 like if yeah if he would have gone that route um or if he if he would have tried to toe the line hmm. um like he would have missed right yeah it's, it's like if you're in a relationship with so- someone like you do something terrible to offend that person mm-hmm. and you come back and you ask for forgiveness um who has like whose responsibility is that or now the hmm. person who's been offended Mm. Um, so it's it's so weird that like yeah like we 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 have um as as a black person is like yeah i can point out all day like of the ways ways i've experienced racism or um i look at my people in general uh, um yeah you just go back in history like oh okay like my Great, 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 great grandfather was a slave. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> so it was like, um, I, 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 I can gather that data all day, right? Um, but at the end of the day, like, what's gonna really um, win someone over is love, like, mm. <laughs> love, be, uh, loving someone in the midst of, let's say, if uh, you know, someone just just cause me to inward, 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 uh, go back to Africa, blah, 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 blah. And, and my response is, I thought you feel that way. I love you. And Jesus mm. loves you. And I pray that one day you will experience like the weight of his love. Mm. Or if you call me what? <laughs> Boom. Like, <laughs> I, I can do that. I want to do that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> But like, uh, is it, where, where is that getting us? So yes, like I, and I'm glad you brought that up. But yeah, like, the, it is kind of unfair. It, it is unfair that there's like this weight of like patience and grace and like yeah, like uh, it's true. There, there, there's some truth to that. Like that responsibility. Um, so some of it should be earned white leaders hmm. and it's like it's it's so we can only lead the 
racism, like I, the, the unity charge so much. That's right. Um, at some point, like we need to see well-respected white leaders say in the church, spe- specifically say like, guys, we're not doing enough. Hmm. We, we need to be an example. Hmm. And I think that is what would definitely um, you know, help uh, progress uh, right. you know, unity within the church. You know, you talk about the fact that's like, yeah, you, you've made um, it. Love is more effective at changing someone than is just yelling at them. And so even if you're, you know, maybe you have the right to be, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, angry and condemning at someone mm-hmm. um, that doesn't move the needle in the way uh, actually hearing what someone has to say and letting them feel heard. Um, uh, even if it doesn't end up being that, you know, we have share equal responsibility to change um, at the very least, making sure that everything that they have to say is still heard. Um, yeah. And before you then say, okay, now it's time for you to hear my side of the story right. um, uh, is, is, is a more effective way of getting there. And I've had, uh, what was it? I was having a conversation with uh, Dr. George Yancey recently, who's, um uh written the book you know uh, beyond racial division and he he talked about that um okay uh, if you if you haven't read that book it's a it's a short book but it's it's really incredible he's a christian sociologist and he talks about sort of the 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 loop between anti-racism and colorblindness that just never goes anywhere (laughs) (laughs) the model of uh, mutual accountability as he puts it is sort of way forward so you you would really resonate with a lot of the book if you haven't read it yeah yeah, um, um uh but regardless what are you hoping, I guess, say, if you could say briefly from this movie that people will take away from this movie and that they will be able to do, take with them as action steps to make, um, to go forward in their own lives for racial conversations? Um, yeah, I guess say that for our audience before we head out. Yeah, I, the hope of this film is that, uh, Again, just more honest conversations will come up. Mm. Like I, as much as I wanted to be, uh, you know, fix all movie, like, <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, and it was beautiful. Like I love you, I love you. Let's yeah. let's change, you know, like our yeah, yeah. minds, our hearts forever. Like you know, it, that's not reality. But like the hope is that you know, um, you could just go another step further wherever you're at. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Um, it, it, it can't be like a one size like action step for everyone. It could be a, a small one for mm-hmm. someone. It could be like, you know what? Uh, I am going to hold the door open for someone mm-hmm. uh, or, or who's black. I'm going to go out of my way to serve someone who's black or to have a conversation. Um, that could be a big step for a lot of people or uh, a step for someone, another step for someone could be, um, a, you know, a, a white father allowing his white daughter to mm. date a black man. Mm. Like, yeah. Um, that could be a step, uh, vice versa. Uh, so it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Like there's, <laughs> no, um, that, that, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I was just saying like, there's, a lot of ways like you know people can come and watch this movie and go uh so the way we set it up is for this movie to be uh viewed 
with large groups. Um, hmm. And that's kind of how I wrote it too. Sure, <laughs> yeah. Something uh, to be, uh, that you can interact with a lot of people. That way you're experiencing all the same emotions and feelings, yeah. the same thing at the same time. And you can, you know, um, have, you know, conversations after the movie. Um, so, yeah. yeah, but that's that's my hope is that, you know, that a, a next step will come. What? Yeah. I don't know what that is for you but uh yeah like that's that's kind of uh my whole no that makes sense i mean if the problem that you laid out at the beginning is that we don't have the same solutions because we're not part of the same conversation if this movie can help move the needle so that we're having more of the same conversation then that will be doing a great thing and that's yeah. that's what i see from this movie and that's what i'm 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 really excited about about it for for people to see yeah. um before we wrap up this is before planning um do you have other movie projects and ideas that you would like to put together um if this movie is you know that one of my film mentors said that you know having a successful movie means you get to play again so <laughs> um it, if you get to play again do you have other ideas uh for movies that you would like to do or was this sort of a one-off for you yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely um I'm I'm still writing, still creating, and uh the ball is definitely rolling on um like some bigger budget things. Hmm. Uh, I just gotta get my investors their money back on this one. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the way. There are more um movies. Ah, movies cost so much money. Um, they really do. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. So yeah, I I definitely um want to continue uh answer a, a calling. Um, mental health is mm. something exploring next. <clears throat> um, I got some great ideas around it. Um, see if I can pull it off. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. I plan. So, if anyone's interested in, you know, being a well, part, everyone's everybody should go see Between Mercy and Me, both in order to advance uh, the uh, conversations around race that we're having in this country, if, whether you're secular or Christian, um, and then also to see if uh, Craig Lamar Brown, Mr. Craig Lamar Brown, uh, if you like his filmmaking style, so that you can invest money in his next project which is something that we uh, very much uh, endorse uh, here. So, um, yes, if people want to uh, see the movie um, and uh, get in touch with you and support you in any way, uh, where would you uh, direct them? Yes, you can uh, reach me at um, Craig Lamar Brown or Instagram. Uh, website is brownbrownfilms.com. You can sign up for uh, a newsletter. I need to get a better contact form, but uh, <laughs> yeah, like you just right now, just sign up for a newsletter. <laughs> just send me an email and I'll respond. But yeah, like you, you can literally DM me, DM me and uh, Instagram and uh, I'll respond. Uh, I'm I don't I won't have a blue check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not so big yet that you that you don't you, you can't don't have yeah. time to respond to people. Yes. Two yes. million followers from now, guys. I, uh, exactly. You have to talk to my secretary. Yes, exactly. Yes. Cool. Fantastic. And and uh the movie comes out uh June twentieth. And yes. uh it's a it's a fathom yes. event. Uh how how long is it could be in theaters? Is it like one, one day? 
day. Okay. Um, yeah, one day. So don't miss it. It's again with the the amount of music that's in this film. Like you're gonna want to see this in surround sound uh, mm. to get the feel. Like it's it's been specifically crafted for uh to be experienced in a theater. Uh, nice. So, yes. Right. And uh, everybody's gonna be saying it at the same time. So you're gonna get to have you know, have the oh, full experience and, and, you know, to cap off your, your Juneteenth uh, 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 yes. celebration. So, all right. Well, thank you so much, uh, uh, Mr. Craig Brown. This has been a fantastic interview and um, definitely be praying for, for your film. Uh, and uh, yes, uh, and thank you everybody else so much for, for joining us today and uh, come back uh, next time for your regular religion plug-in.